Ripout is an FPS shooter set in the horror genre where you get to have your very own pet gun. Let's talk about that. So you mentioned, you know, this is kind of the first time you guys made an FPS in the horror genre. So what kind of drew you to that specifically? Well, I think a lot of us are fans of both FPS and horror. And uh, personally, it's one of my favorite genres. Like FPS back in 90s was, was the reason I got addicted to games. This is like, okay, we said, okay, since we are really doing everything that we want to do at this point, like I said, it, it goes back to the Pod Project uh, Studio. We, we really want to do something that we're all excited about and that, that that's an FPS. And horror, I don't know, we're all fans of horror. Not, not specifically maybe game horror, but horror in general, like uh, 80s, horror movies that that's something that we all like and, and we did uh, do a retro vibe to the games uh, because of this like we, we really like the thing or the fly or the first two alien movies uh, and we wanted the aesthetics and and some uh, nostalgic input from those movies to go into the games so that that's one of the reasons that it's horror themed when you're making a horror game compared to just any other title whether it's a regular fps or something else in general is it more difficult to bring it into a horror aspect or does it add a certain level of difficulty to what you're trying to create or is it just a regular part of making another fps game and it's kind of just another element on top of that it is more difficult not to make a horror game specifically but it is more difficult to make an action horror game because it's easy to lose that horror aspect i mean we do have a horror theme to it but it doesn't mean it's going to be horror like doom is horror themed yeah but it's not a horror game, it's it's a heavy action game. And trying to find the balance between it being uh, just pure scary atmosphere and uh, doing a lot of shooting is difficult. So so that's that's something that we're trying to, to handle, you know, be, uh, uh, balance between action sequences and slow burning atmospheric uh, tension, uh, tension scenes and tension levels inside the game. So so that that's the difficulty for us. It's really easy to, to you know, just go into all guns blazing and, and have a lot of explosions and a lot of monsters coming at you and that stops being scary very, very soon. So it's still something that we're working on. And the game is a co-op. So with that in mind, is there a single player element to it or is that completely removed from the game? Absolutely there is. Absolutely. We we definitely set off by deciding we want th this uh, kind of game to be played by one person and it will work perfectly. And friends can join in, you can call in friends and you can join and, and explore these derelict ships. And th there will be some elements that change when, when, when there are people with you and obviously it's less, less scary when people are with you but it's more difficult so it's again a balancing issue uh, between horror and, and action but but definitely as soon as you put uh, more people it's it's not as scary so that's why we wanted to have a single person experience as well so so you can choose from the co-op aspect of it how many players does that support and is there kind of a multiplayer element to that where you can pick up different players online or is that not something you guys have really looked at at this point there is you can pick up different people online but not play against them so they're not there is not going to be any pvp there were some ideas about how would the pvp work inside uh, a derelict and getting to an objective uh, against other opponents like like for instance the hunt game does but uh, so far 
we were really focused on uh, cooperation and that feeling that you're going into the unknown with uh, a couple of your friends. So that there's going to be it's a three-player co-op at this point, not not four-player co-op because as soon as we put like four players, it was too chaotic and it was too too, too action-oriented and uh, we we lost that. And if not only horror elements, but also the tactical elements. Going from like a single player to three players, obviously, you know, there's there's a gap in the difficulty just by adding those players. So how do you kind of balance those difficulty levels from, you know, just being one player up to three? Like There is an element of loot that you pick up that is going to be distributed differently. There is an element of enemy difficulty themselves. So we don't want to just put a bunch of and more enemies because this is not a horde shooter. We want to keep it uh, as few enemies as possible on the screen. So real diffi difficult enemies. We, we really want few of them on screen. We want them to, we want player to focus on uh, a specific monster and go for its uh, weak spots and attachments and coordinate with the team how they're going to take it uh, take it down. So we're going to make these monsters more difficult and probably going to have ammo and health balances as well to to make it challenging for three players as well as for one player. There's a heavy focus on different mission types within the game itself. So kind of talk to me about the different ones that are going to be available. And then with that in mind, talk to me about the level structure in itself within the game. The main idea was that we don't know how they're structured or where the monsters are going to come, be coming from and what kind of combinations of monsters you're going to get. So we started with that and we realized that we had to have the procedural element to the game where the, uh, the areas themselves are going to attach to each other and create the layout of the ship different each time. So, so it's, it's an infinite number of combinations. We're going to give uh, like a lot of uh, input into the, uh, uh, like a lot of uh, areas that we're going to hand make, and then they're going to be combined differently and elements inside those uh, areas are also going to be interchangeable. The idea was to to get into the ship. You don't know where where the where the next exit is. Uh, you don't know what the next room is going to have or what it's going to be. Uh, we don't want the players to learn the levels by heart and then uh, replay them. Uh, we definitely want uh, it to be a fresh experience each time you enter a mission. And the missions themselves are going to vary from finding certain uh, secrets of the ships or or trying to prevent uh, destruction of that ship or destroying. The ship if it's inf it's too infected uh trying to 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 find uh, and kill certain types of monsters defend certain parts of the rooms until you get the info from the ship so it, it's going to vary the procedurally generated aspect of the game itself you know from a technical standpoint how does that impact development as a whole is it a juggling act trying to you know cut down on load screen times and stuff like that so how does that impact kind of how you approach development of the game well it definitely has some difficulties in that you don't know like where the exit is going to be where points of interest are going to be because they constantly change so you can't build the level knowing that like the objective is is going to be placed here and you're going to look for the exit here and you enter from here. So these are the difficulties that we had to uh, address with lightning and architecture and uh, keeping in mind that like some areas have even six uh, points of entries or exits that, that can be blocked off or, or uh, you know, where, where you're going to go. So, so that, that was a big difficulty for level design and uh, trying to figure it out like with, with a lot of UI elements and uh, lighting elements. So, so it's not like usually in games, you, you know exactly where when you want something to to be pointed out, you can build corridor towards it. You can 
build lights exactly at that place and, and draw attention. But this wasn't the case. So that, that was the difficulty. And from a technical standpoint, it, there wasn't a big problem. At this point, there is still not a problem about loading times, but about uh, since we're doing it in Unreal uh, and it's procedurally generated, we're using dynamic lights. So there's a lot of uh, optimization because we cannot bake the lights and uh, like have a static uh, atmosphere in one level that we, uh, it, it always changes and you can switch it off, switch it on depending again on what, what is going on in that specific uh, area. Yeah, there was a lot of difficulty actually. Is there an element of character customization? Is there an element of you know weapon customization, stuff like that? And how does that, if it's there, how does that work within the game? As for the player, you start off with a basic suit. We don't have like choosing a different types of characters or, or types of classes. Uh, but along the game, you can find a lot of different suits and suit parts and craft them or find each one individually and make combinations will affect your stats. And the main weapon is the pet gun, that it's a biological sentient weapon. And the idea, just like with everything else in the game, is that it's uh, that you can combine it to get something that you want. Like you can attach different types of ammunition and uh, uh, power upgrades to it and combine your perfect weapon that, that suits your playstyle. It can be part uh, machine gun, part flamethrower, and you can uh, extend it its magazine or, or add additional effects to it as well as having the pet gun go and jump on the enemies and uh, and be an independent uh, like like your pets. There are going to be a few secondary weapons that you can also find along but we really wanted to focus in, uh, on, on this main weapon since uh, we want the players to feel attached to it, give it kind of uh, like a living aspect. So you can upgrade the gun itself, can you kind of upgrade your character, like does the game have any kind of skills tree or like a ranking or XP system? Well, there is, there is an X, it's not exactly XP, there is a proficiency system that like by doing things, you will get better at them. Uh, we do have a roguelite element where you're going to be searching through uh, the derelicts. You're going to find these machines that they can boost you during the, the missions. You'd mentioned the crafting system. Can you craft in the levels themselves or is that something you can only do before you go into them? Uh, you have your own hub ship and the hub ship is your hub that you can uh, change your suit and uh, you can uh, look at your space map and see where, where, where you want to go in the galaxy which part of the galaxy and which part which ship you want are going to board and you can also create like i said the, the uh, pet gun and combine it uh, in, in your way do your enemies can they pick up on kind of your play style and kind of almost like a dark souls aspect where they learn how you play how you approach combat and then they kind of adapt to that no no I mean, uh, we didn't uh, go that way we went with a combination uh, and, and and surprising you with what, what kind of attachment they're going to have so yeah there are big enemies that, that can take on attached to themselves smaller critter enemies and each of these critter enemies uh, gives them special abilities like if you get the uh, tentacle a crawling tentacle that jumps on these enemies that that crawling tentacle is going to give it a longer melee distance and it's going to be able to grab your pet and throw it back at you they have these crawling uh, blaster uh, enemy types that again if they attack the bigger enemies, they, they can get 
got uh, long-range weapons, they attach more of these, they can just shoot at you a lot more and become more dangerous. So it's about enemies getting different combinations from these smaller ones and, and acting differently each time they get it. So you don't exactly know, even if you do see a type of enemy, like a, a, a shape of an enemy, it can be, behave uh, and do different things depending on these smaller enemies. So the enemies are procedurally generated as well, correct? They're they're not procedural generated. They, they're just able to combine with. We, we definitely have an element of randomness uh, of what is going to be spawned, like what types of enemies and what combinations that they, they can combine. But you can also grab these uh, smaller creatures yourself with your pet gun and use them to your, your advantage. So there is also an incentive for the player to look around and not alert everything, just see what is crawling around in the dark, get get those uh, small things before they get get them or shoot them. What has proven to be the hardest part of developing this game? From the procedurally generated aspect of it to the horror aspects, to the bringing in the narrative, kind of what was the hardest thing for you guys to key in on? One part was definitely procedural generated levels to keep them to, fe to feel like it's it's a ship that you feel is realistic and, and combining all those things to not look either ugly or illogical. And the other is uh, the AI of the monsters because it keeps changing with all these combinations and they have to adapt to every new aspect both that they get from the creatures and the way that the player will attack them because so all these combinations and situations proved to be very difficult inside again a ship that changes constantly and situations that change constantly so keep keeping the the monsters aware and, and believable, just knowing how to, to attack and how to approach the player and, and the basic uh, behavior uh, of uh, the monster. Th those little things, I think, are uh, the most difficult. We're, we're still struggling with some aspects of it at this point, so there's a lot of debugging going on uh, every time we introduce a, a new uh, feature or, or a new creature that behaves slightly differently, it creates problems all over the place. The multiplayer aspect of the game, I know a lot of developers kind of stay away from it because they say there's a lot of technical issues and problems when you're trying to implement it. I guess with you guys, it, it's slightly different because it's not player versus player, but has that proven to be any kind of an obstacle for you guys? Or It is an obstacle, I mean, because it's procedure generated and having all three players uh, the same having the same situation and keeping everything uh, synchronized is a problem and probably when we start testing it with more people we'll we'll find out how many more problems that there, there, there are right lying underneath but uh, so far like the unreal has a pretty solid base for for multiplayer so it's not like we built it from scratch that there is a, a good uh, basis for it but yeah we definitely had a lot of uh, a lot of problems and uh, it's Playable, like we we're playing it in multiplayer all the time, but we're always seeing some new bugs at this point. Talk to me about the roadmap leading into next year and keying in on when you guys are planning on early access and kind of the content map after that. We're not sure if it's going to be early access, it's not decided yet, so we're probably going to release it as a full release. Okay. That, that's the mindset now, it might change, but that's the idea right now. So, so what we're uh, planning now is to, to finish the alpha version of the game, so get as 
get get the whole playable campaign with all the upgrades and all the uh, major uh, features up and running at early 2022. So we can start having small closed tests, and after that, you know, when we get the feedback, we're going to map out how many months we realistically need to to launch a proper. Uh, game after that. You're not going to publish like an early access game that is missing the some crucial elements to it. Do you guys, I know it's going to PC, but is it also, do you have any plans for porting it to console at this point or is that? We do. Okay. We do have plans, definitely. It all also depends on how difficult it's going to be to, to you know, port it to consoles because of all these uh, features that we have. And But yeah, definitely we're thinking that it has to reach consoles as well. So, so that's going to also be something that we're going to start doing uh, early next year. And there you have it, there's Rip Out. It is an FPS game set in the horror genre with a whole lot of action going on in between. All of their social media and website stuff is down below. Make sure you check them out, make sure you show them love. But until next time, I am Nick, this is the Side Quest, and I will see you later.